Andrew Tokley, who's Horticultural Director at King Seeds. A warm welcome to you, Andrew. Good morning. Hi there. Now, I say warm, warm uh, welcome. Well, it's not bad. Yes, wasn't yesterday a fantastic day for you on your allotment, wasn't it? Well, it was a nice day. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't go out and do a great deal on the allotment because I was still a little bit wet underfoot. <laughs> do you know, you, you gardening people, you, just like myself, you've always got something to grumble about, have we, about the weather? Yeah, I mean, I did go up and uh, get a few veggies for Sunday lunch and that sort of thing, <laughs> but... Uh, no, I kept off the ground as much as I could because it is still... Um, a bit sticky. Yeah, bit but sticky. most of it's dug anyway, so it's not now, too bad. Now, before I talk about... I want to talk about Kings, but I just want to explain that I've introed you talking about vegetables because your veg plot is something to be admired. I mean, I've been there many, many times and done interviews with you, Andrew, and, I mean, you've got grass piles, it's all edged properly, it's dug properly, it is... Oh, it's just beautiful. It's just a lovely plot. And, in fact, you're a winner of many prizes for your plot, aren't you? Um, yeah, I've won Best Kept Allotment for a few years now, <laughs> yes. Um, I think I've won it um, five times out of the last six years, something That's like that. Not too bad, really. No. But let's go back to King's. Now, King's Seeds, you've been with them a number of years now, but you've been in the sea trade for a long time, haven't you? Probably nearly 40 years, yeah. Wow. And <clears throat> has it changed much, just out of interest, do you think, in that um, period? Certainly changed a lot that, um, well, not getting political, it's changed a lot since Brexit because um, <laughs> it's harder getting things into the country nowadays. But yeah. um, but no, it's uh, as far as the seed industry, it, it has changed. Obviously, um, certain companies have all amalgamated together as well, and um, so there's fewer of us, and... Um, we're lucky at Kings. We're still independent. Um, we still do produce some sea crops ourselves, um, as well as uh, bringing sea from all over the world. So uh, you know, we we are different in that way. Something I was saying earlier that Essex used to be, you know, a very important seed growing area for the seed companies. I mean, you had Hurst Gunson as well, didn't you, uh, down near Whitton, wasn't it somewhere? It was. Yeah. I mean, you had you had um, a vast amount of. Um, seed companies in that area because that part of East Anglia is the driest part of the country. Uh, not so much at the moment but it has been the driest yeah. part and um, so normally it's good seed growing area. The only thing that's affected it over the years obviously is um, most of that seed growing has moved away due to labour costs and the changing climate. You know it's, it's far easier to grow a crop now in Italy or in France than it is um, in the UK because their weather is more consistent than ours. Is that because it's in a central um, mass rather than an island like ourselves? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of that. Um, but, um, you know, and obviously labour is cheaper in, in those countries as well. So um, what people forget is that, you know, when you're growing seed... And, uh, you know, we have customers who ring up and they say, well, are you growing that all just for you? And you think, well, well, no, because you can't <laughs> grow that seed just for one company. So if you're buying seed from various different companies all over the world, um, and certainly in the UK, the different packet houses, the likelihood is it's all come from one source. Um, <laughs> it's a bit like supermarkets, isn't it? <laughs> it is, because, you know, if you're growing, you know, something like... Um, carrot early nance well yep. which everybody grows um in the hobby trade you're not going to each have your own crop you know there's going to be one big producer and then they're growing under contract for several different 
companies, you know, so uh, uh, that's what happens with those sort of things. But, you know, then people say, well, why are the prices different? Well, it all depends how you how you work out what price you want to charge your customers. <laughs> so. I was going to say, the other one that's interesting off the back of that, I want to go back to King's, but um, just out of interest on that is that, of course, you get people who say, oh, but I grow Sutton's or I grow Fothergill or I grow King's or I grow... T&M's, yeah. uh, but oh, T&M's is no good and so-and-so's no good and Fothergill's no good because they never germinate properly. And in fact, what you're actually saying is chances are they've all come out the same place. They have. <laughs> I mean, you might, with certain varieties, you might have two or three, yeah, different, yeah. Two or three different sources from. And um, what we tend to do at King's is everything that we grow, um, obviously we germination test because yeah. we have our own independent lab with a qualified seed analyst, so we're because we sell seed both to hobby gardeners as well as to the commercial grower, um, I have to make sure that seed is the best it can be because it's okay if you're selling it to a hobby gardener and they have a problem, but if you have a grower who has a problem, it's even the bigger problem, you know. So, huge, um, isn't it? Yeah, so we try to make sure that everything germinates well. It's all the same seed, which is the other thing. You know, people say, well, is it the same seed the grower gets to what they get in the packet? If it's a hobby, yes, it is. Um, and the most important thing is everything is traceable because, you know, it comes in, it's given its own independent um product number is given its own independent lot number and that lot number follows all the way through and it's even in the packet that you buy so the little foil that you have inside a packet will have a number on it and that is the lot number and if ever any customer had a problem and they can ring me up and they said well I've got this lot I can tell them the date that was germinated um, the latest test result um, you know it's full traceability and that's what we try to do traceability today is is so important isn't it because it's very easy to just blame someone else isn't it in the seed trade you just say ah oh, i've just said people will pick on a company and say oh well they're no good it doesn't grow very well um but traceability cuts that out it gives you as a company the ability of sorting it doesn't it it does and that's why um i would always say to when people say well i go and buy mine off the internet off of some um multiple site um, and you just don't know what you're buying and there is no traceability on some of that yeah. um, so you know we've we've done some tests where things have come in and they've said they're one thing and they're completely different altogether <laughs> because there's Not no good. real comeback with them yeah and a lot of people, I mean, you, you've just met, mentioned carrot early on. A lot of people, um, if they were first into gardening, if they bought it from elsewhere, I don't mean just you, but elsewhere, you know, a, a, yeah. a anomaly company, um, you wouldn't know necessarily which carrot you were growing if you were new to it, would you? No, you wouldn't. And, um, you know, and there's that first experience of anybody growing, you know, that'll either make them into a gardener yep. or that will put them off for life. So that's why it's important that they, you know, they choose the right seed, they, um, you know, and they actually um, carry it through and make sure it is correct. Mm. Um, I always have this thing where people say, well, unfortunately the company's not there now but they used to go into places like Wilco's or yep, one of these yep. others and buy their packets of seed yeah. and they say well yeah well they're so cheap you know I'll get that and you say yeah but when you have a problem where do you go where do you go yeah, that's because it. whereas with 
ourselves and some of the other big seed companies, if you have a problem, at least you can ring, the, ring us up and we'll talk to you. And we'll talk to, you know, when people ring us up, we're not one of those companies that just turns around and says, oh, well, here's another packet. We like to speak to them because there's no point just sending you another packet and you do exactly the same thing. So we'll try and give you some advice. Yes, we'll replace it if there's a problem with it, but we like to speak to the customer purely because it could be something they're doing, it could be something they're using, you know, the great thing with compost or water or anything like that, mm. the way they use it, they're using dirty butt water, what they were watering with. You know, if we talk to them, we have a chance of putting it right and putting them on the right track, and then you've got them to be a successful gardener instead of one that might give up. And that's so important, and we were talking about that earlier. We were talking to Little Waltham Gardening Club and, trying, you know, gardening clubs trying to encourage younger people to come in and join and do gardening and I know a lot of people just blame you know new housing small gardens but there's still room to grow vegetables and of course I know you're a big advocate uh, of growing vegetables in all sorts of containers that you can in a small garden can't you oh yes you can yeah you can grow vegetables in a container you can grow tomatoes in a hanging basket you know you can um just have a, a few big pots and grow some carrots in you know it's not it's not that you need this uh, huge area to grow to grow a few veggies. And, uh, you know, I remember growing um, runner beans in a large tub on the patio um, when I was younger, you know. Yeah. And uh, so it's, you, can, you can do it. It's, uh, and that's a great way to start. And often you find that people start that way and then they say, oh, I could do with a little more. And then they try and get on a list for getting an allotment. Which is a challenge these days, isn't it? <laughs> It is. Um, I mean, the site that I'm on here in Cape St Mary, um, we're um, we've got um, we have got a waiting list, um, and the sad thing is, the only way you you tend to pick up a plot is if someone, due to ill health, um, can't do it anymore. Yeah. decides to pack it in, and then that one comes vacant. You yeah. know, um, there was a few years ago there was more space um, purely, but but. Uh, when COVID came along, unfortunately, uh, that uh, people had more time, which yeah. was great, and they all decided yeah. they'd uh, take on allotments, which was good for the allotment movement because obviously it filled up the ground, but there wasn't enough ground there. But, no. you know, a good site nowadays, rather than give people a whole plot, they actually give them half a plot, so that sort of thing. So you get more people on the actual site and a half plot for it's most big enough. people is enough. enough. I was going to say, how big is a half plot then, Andrew, roughly? That's a damn good question, Ken. Um, it's around <laughs> about 20 foot wide. Yeah. I'm just trying to work out from one of mine. Um, eight foot long? Yeah, because yeah, they're four, are they 40 foot normally? Yeah, yeah they yeah, are, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so about 80 to 100 foot long by, by 20 foot wide is a half plot. And that's enough to start off with, isn't it? Oh, it is. And, uh, you know, everybody tends to grow more on what they need. Yep. Um, and, you know, you don't need to grow huge amounts. I always say, you know, grow a few, a few of the things you like, um, smaller amounts... And the, the things that are harder to get hold of or the things that taste better when they come straight out of the ground. So if you're short of space, 
don't grow eight rows of spuds, you know, don't don't do that, you know, grow a row of runner beans and a few salads and things that taste so good when you harvest them fresh. Yeah, because, I mean, you mentioned runner bean. They're always one of my favourite. When I came to you, up at your plot, always, you know, pick a couple and eat them raw. But things like a runner bean, you can't buy a runner bean and get the same flavour at all, can you? And the other one, I suppose, is tomatoes. Um, although there's a lot of good varieties now turning up in shops, but it still look, tastes good off a plot, doesn't it? It certainly does, yeah. There's nothing like it. Um, you know, my favourite is you go along and uh, certainly... Um, early in the year you pick a few pea pods mm. and you're, you're eating the peas as you walk around in the evening you might have a look at the row of carrots to see if they're ready you pull one up you run it under the tap or just wipe it in your hand and you have a munch on it straight out of the ground you that's know right. that's that's when you get the yeah. real flavors yeah. um but uh, you're right runner beans i mean most of what you see sold are sold in the supermarket you wouldn't give to your worst enemy let alone try and eat them so it's you need like to have it. nice young yeah. you know it's to pick them nice and young that's it that's what it's all about now with a plot at the moment is there much that you i know forget all the digging we've dug it we've yeah. prepared it um is there much that we can think i mean seed catalogs yes choose your seeds decide what you're going to grow is there anything that you can actually put into the ground at this moment or is it just too early um there's not much you can put into the ground i mean obviously um because of its its wetness as wet you say and cold, but isn't it's, it? it's wet and that and it's getting a little bit late you're better off getting ready and there's things if you if you've got um, the facility to sow a few things that you can plant later on. So you, you could do could, it on the windowsill, even. Couldn't yeah, you? so you could sow some chili peppers or sweet peppers now because, or even aubergines, because they take a long while to get going, and they take a long growing season before you're ready to harvest. So if you can start those off now, you'll have plants ready for planting out, whether it be under glass or in containers. Um, you know, you'll have those ready other things you could sow um if you've if you've only got something like a cold greenhouse or a coal frame you could sow a few um early carrots or a few early radish yeah. in something like a window box mm-hmm. um so you could actually be pulling those very early certainly a few salad leaves you could do that way as well you know they don't need a lot of heat so you could do those um i mean i've one of my jobs i've got uh, later today um as you know, I like growing a few onions. You so do I, indeed. <laughs> I, I sowed some um, large onions around uh, Christmas, and uh, they're just ready for pricking out today. So I shall um, be doing getting that. in the greenhouse and doing that later. Right. Now, last but not least, you know, King Seeds, you've got a good website, a lot of information on that website as well about what you could be doing in the garden. I think that's put together by yourself, isn't it, it is, mainly? Yeah. Um, so how do people find King's Seeds? Is it just King's? It's um, if they put into a search engine, uh, it's kingseeds.com. Um, so it's all the W's, kingseeds.com, and uh, they will find our mail order catalogue in there. Or if they wish to um, uh, actually have a physical catalogue, and they're not uh, one of those that uh, you know um, want to do everything online, <laughs> they can they can always ring us up for a catalogue, and that's o one three seven six five seven. Double O, double O.
Well, that, that that's uh, yeah, a bit like me. I like a catalogue. I like a bit yeah. of paper in my hand. Well, we, we find that people like the catalogue, and you know, and they still order online. But they like the catalogue to thumb through in the evening. Yeah. There's a lot of information in there about sewing, growing, um, and of course, a vast number of new varieties as well as old established ones in there um, for people to grow. It's really important. Well, Andrew, it's really good to talk to you. I hope to catch up with you in the not too distant future. And uh, thank you for joining us here today on uh, on the radio. No so thank you very much indeed. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you. That's Andrew Tokely, Horticultural Director from King Seeds.